Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am good. You know what? We actually got, um, we're on both sides now. So we're on the podcast side and we are also live on YouTube. Oh my goodness. That's fabulous. Congratulations. So so I did put an invite to um, a lot of folks to come over and listen to us talk about the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful, because this has been a crazy, crazy past couple of weeks to say the least. It truly has a lot's come up, a lot's been uncovered and oh my goodness, there's just been so many different things going on. I know, right? So let me do a formal introduction. Welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap everything CBS Soaps, both the young and the restless and the bold and beautiful. Now we're recapping the week of October 10th through October 14th. And I have Trish also on the line. On the podcast side, We for those on YouTube that are listening, We've been on the podcast side for the last three years. We just kind of migrated to the YouTube side as of this year, late last year, early this year. So um, I want to welcome you guys because I want to make sure that everybody gets to enjoy our content across the board. So what we normally do is um, we recap the uh, Young and the Restless first. We talk about all that, um, break all the storylines, give our thoughts live. And then we also do the bold and the beautiful in the second half of the show. And then we have two other segments. We have our flip the script segment. And then we have our take several seats segment. And uh, we'll kind of go into what that looks like a little bit later on the podcast side. You guys already know what we do. On the YouTube side, it can be a little hilarious. So, you know, just stick around and, you know, you'll get an idea of what we're talking about. All right. So you ready, Trish? I'm all set. Okay. So what I normally do is give a summary for the week, and then we break down uh, the actual storylines. All right. So we're going to start with the Young and the Restless first. So for the Young and the Restless for the week of October 10th, Ashley rejected Tucker's attempt to make amends. Audra met secretly with Tucker about the chance to win her IPO. After Elena told Nate she was leaving General City, he confessed his duplicity with his family. Devon fired Nate. Despite Nate's pleas, Elena moved out and Adam lured Sally to a romantic dinner. So which storyline you want to unpack first? Uh, let's do Chancellor Winter. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, so I, I actually thought that they were going to drag this whole thing out. I did not expect Nate to confess on Thursday. Did you? I, I did not. I was I was really surprised that it came out so quickly. Um, I was kind of expecting a lot of um, things would have already happened by the time it came out. But I got to say, I mean, I, I can't say I was disappointed. I thought it was really... Um, really intense, quite frankly, um, when 
I, I kind of expected for Lily to to lose it because you know she had been so defensive of Nate. And when she just simply said, get out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I, I was so proud of her for staying that unflappable, even keel, just done. I mean, just, she's done. Yeah, she's done. And I don't see, it's probably going to be a long while before Nate get back in the good graces of Devon and Lily. Here's the other thing, though. That whole confession was laced around Elena. Because remember, he said that the only reason that he confessed was because of her and because mm-hmm. he, she pretty much told him to. Right. What do you think about that? Because, okay, one thing we do on the podcast, and I'm going to let you guys in over on the YouTube side of the world, is that we talk about various vast opinions because... I've been looking on the social media side and there's been some split down the middle. Some people actually understand what Nate did, mm-hmm. putting it, saying that Elena kind of was the driving force for the confession. And then everybody else is like, no, you know, you got to take, you know, you got to take the loss on that one. So what are your thoughts? So while I can absolutely see and understand what everyone is saying, um, and you know, I said for the longest time that Nate should have sued Devon when he ruined his medical career. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the problem with what he was doing is he was ruining it for everyone in order to put himself in a position of superiority that quite frankly He's not equipped to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have the experience. Devon's absolutely right. I mean, yes, he does have the experience he has, but it is certainly not the same kind of experience. And he still has a lot to learn. And from business, our business world in real life, you and I know that already. Right. And so, um, you know, again, I go back, I always go back to how he got to this position. And, um, you know, he messed around with Elena while she was with Devon. They got in that huge fight. He got, you know, hurt. He couldn't perform surgery. I thought he should have taken care of all the hostility back then. I knew he was carrying this with him the whole time that he was being nice to Devon and being cordial with the family that he resented him. And I knew it was going to come out, but I was really, um, I couldn't believe that this was the storyline they were going to go with because this dragged Lily and Billy and the legacy of both companies into it. And he was out for blood. I mean, he wanted everything for himself and Elena's right. He turned into a completely different person. And I fully support the fact that she left him regardless of whether he confessed or not, because he's not the same person that he was. And he overstepped a lot of moral integrity um, with what he was trying to do to the family that literally brought him in to share in their business and you know the success and the joy of having this family company come together like this. So I'm I'm disgusted with Nate, regardless of the fact that he stepped up finally and did the right thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Because here's the other thing is that. I'm curious because somebody uh, actually on Facebook mentioned something very, very interesting. And she, they said that 
with Elena, she, I mean, if she wanted, she said in the last episode that we saw on Friday that she felt that their relationship ended a long time ago. Why didn't you just leave then? You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing is that she was begging him to turn himself, uh, you know, to stop the plan, be done with it. This is not the right thing to do. She showed up to, you know, Chancellor Winters just to announce to him that she's leaving town. It was just a weird string of, of a sequence of events. And like I say, you know, it was absolutely horrible what Nate did because, I mean, your family, really? And I don't even understand how the Newmans can even think to even trust him if he turned on his own family. You know what I mean? We, we I do. About, yeah, we talked about that in the previous episode, uh, you know, last week and the week, well, the week before. But, you know, it's just interesting how this all unfolds. I guess she was ready to go anyway. Did she have to make the announcement? I mean, I, I granted she had to tell him coming up to the job to do it it was interesting that the writers put that in there though you know what i'm saying because the way that they did it she showed up interrupted a meeting in the c-suite pulled him out just to say you know what i'm leaving I'm, i got a job offer in baltimore and just like he said you know it's like um hmm it's i find it interesting that you showed up at the job i'm wondering why the writers put that because Obviously, I think they were just trying to bring some polarity to the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I can think of is that it was for him to be shaken into reality. Of right. okay. You're about to lose. You're losing. You're not about to. You are literally losing the things that you say mean the most to you, which is Elena and your family. And you're doing it to yourself. Wake up. And I think that was truly the the shock of the, of the wake up call for him. And, and I got to tell you when she came through the door and there's mm -hmm. been times where I thought, Elena, just open your mouth and tell him, you know, you have a history with these people too. In fact, your history goes back with Devon and Lily before you ever even knew who Nate was. So do the right thing, tell him. Um, and I really expected the script to be that Elena was going to spill the beans and then when I saw the um, the teaser, the spoiler where it showed Nate saying, you know, I have to tell you, I was like, oh, my God, Nate's really going to be the one to tell him. So I was glad he confessed himself. But I mean, it's too little too late. Now, let me ask you, do you actually think that he was going to have a link by him making that confession? Do you actually think that he thought that he was going to actually save their relationship. She was already gone. Oh, he's he in a state out. of denial. Yeah, he was absolutely in a state of denial. And I think he really believed that when he confessed, that was like, okay, brush your hands off, clean slate. Let's go home, Elena. Now we're good. I'm back to the old Nate again. That's not how it works. Yeah, that's crazy. But it blew up in his face. But he's going to pivot next week, though. Well, so, yeah, I did hear that Victoria is going to offer him a job. Um, did yeah, you it was in the, it was in the previews for next uh -huh. week that Victoria is going to offer him a position over at Newman. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, because otherwise, and I had asked this question to Keisha the other day, I said, 
what are they going to do with the character if they pigeonhole him? He has nowhere to go because I thought for sure Newman was going to be done. Right. His family is done. So I would think that why, you know, if they're, if the guy that plays Nate is not leaving the show, then where is he going to go? And sure enough, the previews were showing that he's going to be offered a job, you know, with Victoria over at the Newman, at Newman Enterprises. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, his family, he, I mean, his girlfriend's gone. Devon and Lily is, are done with them. I mean, <laughs> I just don't think this is going to be a good move for him because the Newmans are going to own him now. Well, yeah. And you know, it's kind of like, we all know other than Neil um, being appointed. And then when Jack, you know, busted in there no one's ever run newman except a newman right, right. Mm-hmm. wasn't it just uh neil winters and jack and newman's i don't remember anybody else outside the family running newman ever mm-hmm. well the question is i'm wondering what position victoria is going to give him but right it, but there's another mole in the room though exactly and they don't even know did you see her little eye twitch underneath (laughs) yeah audra oh my god audra charles i mean and she's just quiet she she held her ground you know because it was interesting when she said to lily well i mean we can put it on pause until the next time you know until you're ready to move with the ipo and I'm glad Lily said, well, you know, I'll just discuss that with Devon and I. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I I will say it's interesting because Audra's connected to Tucker, who is also connected to Noah. Yep. Because that's the other thing that happened over the past week or so is Audra coming into town being Noah's ex-girlfriend. Do you think Allie is kind of rattled by that, though? Well, you know, it was interesting the way that they, the way that she managed it when she first saw her at the club. Because Mm -hmm. if you notice, when she first met her at the club, Audra didn't even look at her. It was as if Allie wasn't even there, which I thought was extremely rude and, um, and calculated on her part. Mm -hmm. And, um, then when she, you know, was saying it's oh, oh cute, well that's an insult when you're, you know, telling somebody that they're that they're cute, like they're an adult. They're not cute. Well, yes, yes. She 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 made it very condescending. Yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. she was extraordinarily that's the perfect word. She was extraordinarily condescending, and um, I think when Allie was at the table. And very rigidly articulated exactly what she was witnessing happening mm-hmm. um, with regard to Audra trying to gaslight her into thinking that her relationship was, you know, a cute little immature thing with no fire. I was so proud of Allie for just putting her hands together at the table and saying, no, uh-uh, we all know exactly what this is. You know what you're doing. I know what you're doing you're not an issue. And then when Audra tried to say that about the whole, you know, the burning fire and everything, it's like, yeah, you know, you're the one who's charred, not me. So have the day. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm wondering if she's going to be a problem for Noah and Allie. Now, I mean, yes, she's kind of throwing darts at Allie when they were at the coffee house this week. Mm -hmm. 
Now, she's kind of being coy with Noah saying, oh, you know, I think your relationship is so cute. You look like you in love. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Audra, stop. You're transparent. I mean, if you want Noah, she want the Allie version of Noah, not the Noah that was with her. Yeah, but she brought that Noah out. So exactly. It can never happen. Right, right, right. She brought the worst out of Noah. Whereas Allie brings a different energy out of Noah. So, sorry. I honestly think, and there was some speculations going around, and I know the ones that follow me on YouTube, they've seen the video that I posted about it um, in regards to Audra and Adam. So, I don't know. What do you think about that? What was your thoughts? Well, I mean... You know, you've got this woman who obviously was not a good um, person for for Noah to be with in the first place because they brought out the worst in each other. And now she's shown up in his regular life because when he was when he was across the pond, that was a part of his life, but it wasn't his regular life. So she never saw him in, I guess, what I would call his habitat. And now he's in his habitat and his confidence is there. He's feeling good about his life. He's been encouraged by his family, by his girlfriend, which obviously he didn't get from her. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, here's this, you know, handsome young man, calm demeanor now, having his business, just opened it and kicked it off. He's got the whole support of his family and his friends, and they're all there, you know, enjoying things with him. And I think she's looking at that going, uh, well, maybe this is something I might want. But when you look at them, you can almost tell just by the way, um, you know when you have the magnets turn the wrong way and they repel? Yeah. Do you think that's the way that the uh, that Adam and Audra would be? I think it is. I think it's the way that... Um, Noah and Audra would be now with Adam mm. and Audra. I, <sighs> I could actually see it. I mean, honestly, she's a slick one. She's sharp. She's slick. She's a businesswoman. And as much as, you know, it's, they brought her in with the villain type, you know, because she's working with Tucker putting her because I'm over Sally. I am not happy with Sally. I know there are some diehard Adam and Sally fans. I, I was fine until she got with Nick. I'm over her right now. And especially with what happened yesterday. And then I did get to see Monday's episode too. Ooh, oh. Yeah. I, I just, I can't with Sally. I just can't, but I know I, I, we're jumping all over the place. <laughs> Because I know we were talking about um, the whole IPO situation. We'll get to... Oh, that's okay. You know, I mean, shoot, you and I, we go all over the map. It's fun. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, honestly, I'm assuming that Brittany Sarpy, who plays Elena, she must be either maybe taking a break, going on recurring status or something, if she's going to try to go off to Baltimore and she's done with Nate. Now, what does that mean? Are they bringing Imani back? Because now Nate is single. Yeah, he is. And, you know, um, 
I don't think now because Audra has seen what Nate is capable of that she would have any interest in Nate. That would be absolutely a complete uh, conflict of interest at this point. Right, 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 right. So, but yeah. I mean, you know, I, I look at Adam and the chemistry between Adam and Sally is so visceral. It, mm -hmm. And it just, the writers blew the, they, yeah, they, they blew it. They, they blew I, it. I Makes am so disappointed bad. in the writers at this Makes point. I really bad. am. Yeah, because they had a, they put, really, he hasn't had a consistent romance since he, it, he they tried when he first, when, when uh, Mark Grossman first came on the show, what, three years ago? Mm -hmm. They tried him with, with um, oh God, Sharon, briefly. Mm -hmm. Then Chelsea came back to town. Then they had their little, you know, tete-a-tete for a while. That blew up when she tried to set him up for murder or set him up for attempted murder. And then now they put him with Sally. I'm like, okay, great. Home run. Honestly, home run. Grand slam. It was a grand slam. The bases were loaded. Everyone in the stands was standing up screaming. They swung and they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, people, they screwed it up. They screwed it up. People were so excited about the Adam and Sally pairing. People made individual Facebook groups just to talk about it. Wow. wow. There's, a, there's quite a few Adam and Sally fan groups on Facebook because they did so well by putting those two together. They were perfectly aligned, perfectly matched. The timing was perfect. Everything was perfect for them to be held up into the next serious power couple. Yeah. I mean, uh, that whole stupid storyline. Now, I get it if Victoria and Nick didn't want Adam to be nowhere part of the company. Okay, fine. I get that piece in storyline. And I know you, me, and even Keisha. And for the YouTube side, Keisha is one of our panelists who's been with the whole... Uh, platform for the last two, three years. She's on deployment. Actually, she's done as of yesterday. So hopefully she'll be with us next week, by the way. Oh, that's but, fantastic. Yeah, she served her uh, time in deployment. She's been gone for six months and she told me that she was done yesterday. But um, I really, you know our thoughts on this, that whole storyline about you know, him faking to not love her after he just slept with her. And then he tells her, I want to break up with you. We're not going to work. And you're horrible. And you're this and you're that. And I mean, it was painful. I was it. so angry. And I, I mean, you know, I've been watching the show for a long time. Mm -hmm. That scene where he was basically throwing her off of the top floor of the Grand Phoenix, basically, um, when he was telling her all that heinous stuff, mm -hmm. I was so mad. I couldn't believe that they were having this perfect couple, couple. Mm -hmm. blow it so soon when they had such a huge fan base support. How did they come up with blowing them out of the water so fast is what I want to know. You know, hey, listen, I, I, my thing is I kind of wanted Sally to walk with them. <coughs> I remember. You know me. I was like, 
forget that. You got, I mean, he's working over at Jabot. Yep. He could have figured out a way to bring her talent over there now. I think I just think the writers dropped the ball on this one. Yeah, I agree. I think it was a huge, a huge um, cluster. Yeah, it was. And and for her now to just back and forth, you know, they take two steps forward mm-hmm. and then end up taking ten steps back. Yeah. And then Sally's confused. I don't like the fact that they ended up sticking her with Nick. You know, it's just like oh. I look at that and I think, okay, all right. I mean, logically, they're both single, right? Both attractive. It's hot, but we already liked her. Like we, oh, it's just so frustrating. Because yeah, so I don't know if there's some stuff because you know there's there is a a you know rumor that the two of them are dating outside of the show. So I don't know if that's an issue. I know Keisha hit me up about that as well, saying, um, well, yeah. no. So maybe I don't, I'm like, but stop teasing the fans. Maybe they're going to have this grand gesture of a reunion that was really going to make the fans cry or something. I don't know, but it's like put those two back together. And I mean, at this point, I'm 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 hanging on by a thread when it comes to Sally. Because it's like either go ahead and put them together or I'm just over it. Move Adam over to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, when they were having that dinner, when she finally said, okay, I'll have dinner with you, and they were talking, and the scene went, and as it got further into the scene, things were, you know, seemingly going well. And I thought, okay, wow, what's going to happen? You know, is Nick going to walk through the door? I'm like, what's going to happen here? And, um, and then he says that stupid foot and mouth statement brings Nick up instead of just leave Nick out of it. You're with Sally. Focus on you and Sally. Mm-hmm. You don't need to think about your brother. You're the one who's with her in this moment. Take advantage of that moment, and the time you have together to make your case and don't say a word about your brother. And then what does he do? He picks up that big shoe off his foot and stuffs it in his mouth. Girl, I was like, okay, so what do you think about what he said when he was like, you just can't ignore the elephant in the room. You are seeing my brother. Now, like I said, they have a really ending to that argument on the Monday's episode. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spoil a lot of it. You know, I do drop nuggets, Mm -hmm. but I just was, I was so done with her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. On Monday's episode. Oh my gosh. I tell you what, and it's almost like um, there's certain characters that no matter what they do or go through, they're never going to let them settle. It's always going to be dusty. Yeah, I just, so, I mean, she can't ignore that. You are with, it's not that she moved on to just another guy. Right. You moved on to his brother, who is also the COO of Newman Enterprises, which how is it okay for Victoria to not have Adam with um, with Sally, but it's okay for Nick to be with Sally? That's just, oh, just, well, I mean, yeah, yeah so inconsistent. <laughs> the Newman double standard, right? Exactly. Because she said, look, remember Victoria and Nick was about to fire her as long as she was dating Adam. Yep. Right? But now... 
she's dating Nick and she still got a job. Go figure. That goes back to actually, they just can't stand Adam. No, they can't. And yeah, and there is a little bit more to it. I mean, mm-hmm. Nick is Nick is uh, happy to fall in line and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, do what he's told. Whereas Adam would definitely be going for the top seat every day, every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. And so there was, that's probably the other take of them not wanting him around and not wanting people involved with him that work there because no matter what, he's, he would never just accept that Victoria is the one in the seat. He would no. constantly be going at it and going at it. There would never be any, any actual peace at the office. Well, I mean, it does seem like they've taken a break from that because we really haven't heard too much except for him every now and then being at work over at Jabot. We saw him having a conversation with Tucker right. at the Jabot office. So, I mean, I think, I just think they just could have did a better, they could have took this in a, def- a different direction with keeping Adam and Sally together, them standing in a united front, let them walk together. They would have landed on their feet. They're right. both business savvy. So even if it wasn't at Newman, either let them do their own thing. He could have opened up a fashion house and let him run the business and let her run the design inside of it. Be right. a competitor for Marchetti. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So many options. And it's they were all so many, Yeah, it's so many options. And the writers <laughs> just went left with that. But anywho, it, as it stands... Um, I will say with Monday's episode, I am proud of a decision that that Nick made, though. Yeah. So, and for the Canadian watchers that are either listening on the podcast or on the YouTube side, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. So, um, but anywho, can we talk about, let's move over to Diane and Tucker. Oh. <laughs> I know Diane is not your favorite person along with um, Sheila Carter. No. So, yeah, I'm going to let you have the Diane floor for a second. So what do you think about her and Tucker's alignment? And I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, she's a liar and <laughs> and she's still lying. She's been lying the whole time, um, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of the fact that she's made these strides with mm-hmm. her son and with Jack. Um, She's still a liar and she's still a conniver and she still used questionable routes to get where she is. Thus telling me she hadn't changed to get a bit. She's still all for Diane. It's what Diane wants. Diane's going to go get it. Doesn't matter how she has to do it, who she has to bulldoze through to get it. She's going to do what she has to do to get what she wants because she's absolutely a heinously selfish individual. And I had to laugh when I'm, she, girl, I'm just laughing at you. <laughs> I know your disdain for Diane Jenkins. I cannot stand Diane. everything she touches. She basically ruins it. Um, she just uh, the way that she spoke to Tucker about I can't do this. It's, I, we can't do this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, girl, <laughs> you're done when he says you're done. Because- well, and you know what? That also comes out on Monday, too. And and listen, we've only seen the soft side, soft spoken side of Tucker McCall. Monday, 
check out the scene at the bar with him and Diane. He went from being the nice, soft-spoken guy to this dark, oh my God. I was like, whoa. They got the right actor for that. Oh my. Because I was like, hmm. You know, I mean, I remember the other Tucker McCall, the guy, I forgot his name that played that role, but he was he was really straightforward and kind of like sharp with his words. Uh-huh. And yeah, no this, BS. No right, no BS. BS. But this Tucker comes in kind of soft-spoken, laid back, kind of mm-hmm. chill. Well, you get to see that other side. I was like, whoa, really? Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. Um, but the uh Ashley. Ashley, do you think Ashley is gonna fall for Tucker again? So there's a part of me that says she might because she's always so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part of me wants to think that if she does, it's for her own diabolical reasons. Okay, because remember. Uh, Phyllis and Nikki wanted to use uh, Ashley as Tucker bait. Right. So I'm wondering if she's going to give in because she did have a conversation with him yesterday. And, um, you know, she's (laughs) very brief, like 30 (laughs) seconds. She was like, you did me a favor. (laughs) Thanks for being late. Bye. Bye. Exactly. (laughs) But she, um, I will say that I have a feeling that, you know, because some of the facial reactions that she had after having a conversation, she was looking like, ooh, I'm struggling. So I don't know. Yeah. She gets that look in her eye and you can't ever tell if it is that um, vulnerable, um, weakness for men look in her mm-hmm. eye or if it's that I'm making my plan and you're not going to get me because I'm going to get you first. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell. Yeah. You just, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that this is a way for her to get information to uncover the Diane situation. Yep. I hope so too. But it's possibility that she might fall back into, you know, having a connection with him. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, she cries so well, they might be setting us up for some really good emotional scenes with Ashley because she's a good crier on screen. (laughs) Yeah, she is. It's good to see her back. I know she pops in every now and then because isn't she doing days of our lives too is she still over there you know I, she might be doing something on the on, on online stuff i can't i'm not 100 percent sure oh, mm-hmm. gosh there's only so many minutes in the day i can't keep up with everything i try so hard <laughs> you're so funny but um i did see rumors of tucker possibly also getting with sharon Ooh. I don't know, because Sharon was involved with him. Diane was involved with him. And, of course, Ashley was involved with him, too. Tucker got around, let's just say that, in a very short span of time. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be interesting. Because after seeing who the dark side of Tucker was on Monday's episode, it kind of gives me as if they replaced Tucker with the whole whole Ashlyn Locke thing. Because we had a lot of drama with Ashlyn Locke. We did. And so now to kind of bring that opposite takeover, the businesses and town polarity, we got Tucker instead. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, Which you can cold. not have too many of those on the show at one time. <laughs> all negative. <laughs> I know. You can't have too many villains on the show, right? No, no. I mean, we're already dealing with, with um, well, I don't, I like, I'm an Adam fan. I'm sorry. Oh, I love Adam. Oh. I love Adam. You know, yeah. I know a lot of people don't. But, um, and then you, of course, got Tucker. And I don't know if you want to put Nate in that category now, too. I don't think Nate so much as a villain as Nate made a heinous decision that cost him pretty much everything but his home mm -hmm. uh, at this point. Now, next week might be a different story, but I think with Nate, I don't think Nate is an evil villain. I think Nate got a little bit of a taste of some power. Mm -hmm. And when he realized that he wasn't going to, get any actual power he resented it and i think it still all went back to the fight with devon and it did it, remember he said that he said that to elena yesterday remember yeah he finally admitted that it goes all the way back to his his medical career being destroyed by devon and again he could have sued devon and he could have gotten millions of dollars because his career was ruined and I still contend he should have sued Devon. It's just a mess because the center of this whole thing is Elena. Because yeah. the, she's the center of this. And I, for those that's on the podcast side, you know I said earlier this year, what starts out on BS usually ends up on BS. It, you're right. It No, it does. It does. Um and, and things come full circle. And I'll tell you what, that full circle can come back and bite you in the butt every time. Yeah, I mean, God, it's a mess. You know, this whole affair is a mess. He lost his job or he lost surgery. I mean, he lost surgery. He lost um, the, the movement in his hand to do surgery because of that fight. Devon punched him and, you know, of course, he fell across the table. And then now the counteractor to that is the whole thing with this IPO. And at the end of the day, Elena's gone and these two cousins probably won't ever speak to each other again. Oh, yeah. The domino effect has been tremendously out of Nate's favor. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, let's see, because I'm trying to think what else happened this week that we need to talk about. So we talked about the whole IPO thing. What do you think, Billy, how do you think Billy going to take it when he finds out that Nate's been working with Victoria? Oh, I think he's going to be livid. Yeah, he's going to be pissed. You yeah. know, because he's mad at Nate. For, oh, girl, you didn't hear what I had to say in my recap the other day. Billy, Billy needs to take a seat. I'm going to give him a seat early in this conversation. <laughs> okay, so he had the nerve. I can see what Devon and maybe Lily had to say to Nate, but I'm like, Billy, first of all, you don't even want to be there because that was another conversation that happened this week, which was that Billy is going to step down from his position as being COO, right? Yeah, but I think with him not wanting to be there, he still has that protective nature for both his mom and Lily. And, and what Nate was doing is absolutely screwing with all the people he loves the most. Yeah. So I can see where he would say the things he said. Um, 
I can I, see I can see why he would say those things. Um, but yeah, I do it is kind of like, I mean, really well, I, you know, here's where I was going. Here's where I was going with that. Because that's only one part of it. The fact that he doesn't want to be there, he don't know where he wants to go. But um, we're just a few years off of him in uh, with the whole embezzlement over at Jabot. Oh, and the boat, and yeah, the yacht. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, was, yeah. So that was a I, horrible mess. Now, so while he's talking crazy about Nate's espionage, he kind of—I can see why he'd be pissed. But to throw his weight around like that, and I'm like, uh, Billy, come on now, you 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 do remember what happened at Jabal? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and no one will ever let you forget. No, especially me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially me, because I, you know me about these people and their hypocrisy. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, and most that's why you know when I see stuff like Phyllis trying to come after Diane, I know I'll let you have your Diane hatred, but um, <laughs> when you. I see Phyllis trying to come after Diane and some of these other folks, it's like really, come on, remember Cricket the car? Hello, right? Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Chill out. Here's you know, a mirror. But, <laughs> but you know, hey, hypocrisy makes good soap. It does. It does. And having a short-term memory helps the hypocrisy be exacerbated tremendously. So it's all kinds of fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. So um, I'm trying to think what else. So we had Noah opening the club, the alley thing we did talk about. We also talked about Tucker and, oh, Tucker and Devon. Tucker lied to his face. To now, even though... His Thanks. Right, to his face. Even though he wasn't the one that Nate was giving the info to, but he asked him straight out, are you trying to take over Chancellor Wicker? Yeah, he did. And he denied it. Outright. Yep. You know, and the same thing when Kyle asked Diane, are you working with Tucker? No. He, she lied to his face. To his face. So at first I had a problem with Phyllis lying for the last several months to uh, Summer about what she was doing with Nikki and, and Ashley. Add Diane, add Tucker to that list. They're all just lying to their kids. That, well, they are all lying to their kids, but only one of them has a reason that's worth two cents. What you mean, Phyllis? Yes. Because she is trying to bring light to the heinousness that is Diane Jenkins. Mm -hmm. And yes, she's going about it the wrong way, but her intentions are not against Summer and Kyle. That's they, true. You know, she is trying to be protective. It's just the way she's going about it. So it to me, it's a little bit different than coming back from the dead you know, coming back to, to infiltrate, coming back to take over, you know, your son's company. Those are reasons that are fairly hey. heinous in my opinion. Um, yeah. And so Phyllis, she may not be doing it right, but she is doing it because of her love for her daughter. Now I will say her hate for Diane does factor into it. Yes, no, it does. I don't lie about that to myself or anybody else. Right. But it's a different reasoning and I get it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, 
my thing is, is that, you know, with Phyllis started this, I mean, okay, so you know where I came from. It's like, you know, let Diane implode on her own. Now, I guess the ends justify, was the means justify the end or ends justify the means, whatever, which way that goes. Um, but, you know, Diane would have, it will implode on its own. The yep. truth always comes out. Always. You know, and in the meantime, while Phyllis and, you know, Nikki, or, or I call them the three stooges. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because they, they're making it, it their life's work to do this. And I get it because they can't stand Diane. But Diane is going to blow up on her own, thanks probably to Tucker. Oh, I think because, thanks to herself. Yeah, herself and Tucker, because eventually that's going to come out. And then next Thursday, a, a, a um, another guy from her past is coming to town. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so it's just never ending. Secrets usually don't stay buried. Well, no, especially when they're... Um... Well, no, no, not when anything. They don't. They never stay buried. You're right. They mm -hmm. never stay buried. Nope. So, like this guy, whoever he is, and he's very handsome. I forgot the character he's going to play. <clears throat> I'll probably talk about it when I upload the spoilers videos on the YouTube side. But, um, yeah, that guy is coming in on the 19th, which is either, what's that, Wednesday? I think that's Wednesday. On the 19th, um, and that's going to put another dagger into this whole facade that Diane has. And see, those houses that are built on faulty foundations will always fall down. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I guess she just thought that she was just going to sashay the town and get right with her son and yeah. everybody will just mind their own business and yeah because that's what she wanted because it's always been about what she wants it is for her that character has never given any care for anyone else and even her own son look what she did to him mm-hmm yeah and tr and i i gotta say you know that relationship between her and kyle it, it, it's really nice to see, but it's just it's just a moment in time. It's going to be pretty soon, probably. That's just going to blow up. Oh yeah, it's I it, and I hope that it does so in a magnificent fashion, <laughs> <laughs> and not just a whimper. <laughs> You're so funny. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think. Did we cover it? Was there anything else for the young and the restless? Because I know the biggest thing this past week. Mm. It's bold. Yeah. I can't think of anything else for YNR at the moment. I'm trying to make sure we hit all storylines. Let me check. Okay, so we talked about the IPO. Elena leaving. Oh, I know. The way Chance was talking to Abby the beginning oh, of the week. Oh, that was on Monday. That was some serious foreshadowing of marital problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I actually thought for a moment that he, they're trying to connect him and Chelsea together. Ugh. That's the other thing, Chelsea this week, because Billy confronted her. I, that was, to me, I loved that scene. I thought that was perfect. Somebody needed to bring her back down to reality and put her in her place. There's no Nobody's responsible for Chelsea's emotions but Chelsea. 
Chelsea she's mad at everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. everybody else's fault that she feels the way that she do. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, it's your fault, Chelsea. Absolutely, 100% her fault. She has done this. She has created this entire angst out of nowhere, mind you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, where did this come from? All of a sudden, Johnny's my son. No, he's not. You gave birth to him and you gave him up as a baby and you signed away your parental rights. And, um, you know, I told you my husband watches the show with me and he is also adopted. And by the way, he is in Washington right now meeting his sister in person for the first time. And wow. two aunts on his birth father's uh, side for the first time. And he sent me a picture late last night with he and his two aunts who are in their late 80s, early 90s. And they are smiling their arms around each other. Leticia, it's absolutely beautiful. My heart swells. Um, oh, well, congratulations to him. Thank you. But he was saying, you know, she really has a lot of nerve inserting herself into that young boy's life. I mean, he is just on the verge of coming into being a young teen, preteen, mm-hmm. and he said he didn't want to know. And now they've thrust all of this on him. And now she's literally following him, stalking him to a park so she can get a word in with him. That is an adult making a horrible decision that goes against what this young man's parents want and what this young man wants. My husband was triggered by that. He was a little upset. I mean, seriously, how many times Billy and Victoria has to tell Chelsea to back off? But Chelsea will never listen because Chelsea's going to do what Chelsea wants to do. It doesn't matter what it, it does to anyone else. She's always been that way. She's always been so selfish and so self-absorbed and self-centered. And when she kept saying during the whole time she was asking them to tell Johnny, tell Johnny, it was never, it was, it was always about I, 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 me, me, me. It, there was only a few times when she brought up, he should know because when he finds out, he might wonder why did everybody know? And I get that part of it, but 89 to 95% of it was all about herself. And to yeah, me, Chelsea is disgusting. always, yeah, Chelsea is all, Chelsea is always about me, 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 what I want, what I want. Mm-hmm. And then when she don't get what she wants, she has a tantrum. Exactly. Well, I, da, 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 I, da, well, guess what, honey, sit down. Cause nobody cares. <laughs> So guess who's taking a seat in mine? <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? And the thing is, the moment somebody tells her, you know, hey, we're looking out for you. Like when she, when he, uh, when Chelsea and Chance went to the coffee house, Adam happened to still be there. She automatically assumed that this was some master plan intervention. Because it's like, girl, <clears throat> everything is not about you. Adam yep. was like, well, we're all just worried about you. That's all he said. Yep. And she went into this whole thing like they were going to haul her off to an institution. Which maybe they should. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, you know what? Honestly, she bailed her way out of that whole last um, treatment center. Oh, yeah. Because of, because of Victor. She yeah. didn't get full treatment. No. She fulfilled whatever that was that Victor wanted her to do, and then she got out. Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with her wellness. Now, I will say all that was a part of Melissa Claire Egan's maternity leave because right, she was right. pregnant in real life. But, um, yeah, for her to now come back 
and she's just unhinged. You kissing people's husbands. Yeah. You tried to get with Ray. It's like, girl, don't you see what you do? And she even admitted it. How come every time I do something, it turns out so bad? Because well, it's always wrong. Because you're always wrong. And you had no business getting into that in the first place. Well, wait a minute. Did I say kissing somebody's husband? You said, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, she kissed Billy. I don't think she, she ever kissed, kissed Billy. Ray. You're right. But, yeah, yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah, I mean, her and Billy actually probably should be a couple. Ooh, I don't think so. Well, I mean, because he, okay, and this is what I also, I forgot, it just slipped my mind. When when that whole conversation went out, I mean, that, that happened between Lily and Billy, how she was disappointed that he really don't want the COO position. You got to rewind back to when Lily first got the offer from Jill to be CEO. Uh -huh. She had to beg Billy to take the position in the first place. She did. That's why you shouldn't push somebody into something because uh -huh. their heart is not in it. Fast forward to October 2022 and now she's like, well, I'm disappointed. You knew he didn't really want to do this in the first place. Exactly. You should be disappointed in yourself for pushing someone into something they didn't want. Right. And now with Chelsea, I mean, do I think Chelsea is unhinged? Absolutely. But they are in the same boat. That's why they 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 did so well together on that podcast. Yeah, I just look back at the whole way that they got together the first time and it was so grotesque and so set up and such a just a vile plan that she, you know, was working with Victor and everything. I, mean, I just can't see it. Like I just I guess that's I'm a no-go for you, huh? Totally disenchanted with Chelsea right now. And Melissa yeah. Claire Egan is a great actress to make me disenchanted with Chelsea because I used to like Chelsea. So she's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody is just trying to come to her aid and she's fighting back and, you know, it's just like, oh. And then it gets worse next week. Oh, no. So um, at some point, because her not only did she you know, have an issue you know, or blow up with Johnny. What about Connor? Right. Connor was mad at her too last week. Yeah, definitely. You know, so it's like, at what point do you take a step back and say, wait a minute, I don't want to impact these kids. Let me go talk to somebody to see how I can handle this. You took a private conversation that Johnny was having with his dad. He the, the kids say I'm going to the park to do a, a nature project and you like, oh, this is my opportunity to just run into him. Stalker. Stalker. I'm like, Chelsea, come on, girl, you can do better than that. She knows and her and I gotta say before we kind of move on, I Chloe gets on my nerves. <laughs> Mind your own business, Chloe. Where's your husband? Where's your kids? <laughs> I mean, she's more invested in Sally's love life. Uh-huh. Then she is where yeah, where are your kids? You got two kids and a husband. Right. Move it along. Every time and even on Monday, it's just like, Chloe, stop. I mean, even Nick had to tell her yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to let them have that conversation. Because she was ready to go over there and interrupt the thing, you know? Like she thing? had a right to. It's like, Chloe, please. I mean, she can't stand Adam. No, definitely she cannot. You know, and I know a lot of people might not like him. Again, I'm an Adam fan. 
I'm an Adam fan. Yeah, I love Adam. Oh, writers, why did you have to mess that up? Oh, my goodness. I know. It sucks. It does. I'm shaking my fist right now. You're so funny. You, oh, yeah, you punch in the air. I'm air punching. Ur, ur, ur. So funny. All right. So I think we covered everything with the young and the restless, I think. I, I believe you are correct. Think. Okay. So we're going to switch over to the bold and the beautiful for the week of October 10th. We got some crazy stuff to talk about. Ooh. It's a lot of angry fans. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Okay, so Brooke arrived in Aspen to seek answers, but Ridge left her because her of the answers he claimed she refused to provide. Thomas flashed back to using the voice app to mimic Brooke's voice on a false CPS call. As Ridge bedded Taylor, Bill comforted a sobbing Brooke. Mm. Oh, Lord. You know, yes. when they announced that they were going to Aspen back in September, I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, no. I, okay, let's, oh, you know what? I'm going to piecemeal this one. Let's talk about Thomas first. Okay. They made this big hoop, because there was things that came out from the show about the fact that we'll never, it'll be someone that you never expected. Because everybody automatically went to Thomas as being the person behind it. Mm -hmm. And then we get to this week, or the end of last or last Friday's cliffhanger leading into this week, and none other than Thomas was the one behind the fake CPS call. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Why did you bring this man all the way up to this level? He had a brain tumor. He was doing stuff because of that. You clean up his act. He's being good to his son. Hope is working with him, co-parenting. And then you drop this bombshell this week. Um, I just contend it's very lazy writing. I, you know, I had joked and been real sarcastic about, you know, it was Douglas. Okay, no, it was Hayes. Okay, Kelly did it. You know, just joking around and everything. Um, but I got to tell you, it would have been a better story if it had been Douglas. Um, the fact that they made it Thomas was so predictable, mm -hmm. so boring, so lazy, so disappointing, so annoying. What other word can I give you to let you know that it's just pathetic that it's Thomas? Um, and, and I don't look at this as, Thomas is insane for doing this. I look at this as Brooke has needled him and needled him. And he, he basically was like, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to set this woman up and, and she's going to pay for what she's trying to take my son away from me. I'll show her. I don't think he did this because he's mentally deranged. I think he did it because he's just pissed and he's sick of her and he wants her gone. And um, there's a difference between doing something out of anger and getting back at someone than doing something when you're mentally ill and can't help yourself. Right. That's true. So okay. that's how I see the difference this time. I don't think Thomas is mentally ill. I think he's just done with getting run over. To have someone come over and tell you you can't cut an apple for yourself. I mean, get out. No one invited you. You're not the mom of Thomas. You're not the actual grandmom of Douglas either. And 
I don't care what everybody says about, well, Hope adopted you. Yeah, she did, but it was under duress. And Brooke is not the grandma. Brooke literally gaslit that little boy. I thought for once that we were going to have a story that wasn't going to make Thomas look like the chump bad guy. Right. Just so annoying. Yeah, I was not. I agree with you on the lazy writing. I really do. Because it's like, at first I was saying, I was on quite on Facebook saying, well, maybe it's Charlie because he kept popping in in the right. office talking about, well, you've been looking for Brooke. Where's Brooke? Brooke, 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 Brooke. Yep. So I'm like, huh. Well, they say that it's somebody that we would have never expected. And then it comes out that it was not somebody like a Charlie or somebody else. It was Thomas. And I'm like, right. And, and let me tell you, the percentage of people that expected it to be Thomas was 110%. Oh, absolutely. So they didn't, they think they did something there. They didn't do anything except for just make us all really annoyed. And, <laughs> and I'm still watching and they know. Oh my because God. It's it's our show. We're still going to watch it, even though we're annoyed. And look, we're still talking about it, so it's all good. Yeah, I, I just, I, I I don't know. I, I they built Matt. Well, Matt, I got to say, Matt Atkinson is doing a great job. But they did. They built this man's life back up out of the pigeonhole that he yep. was in. The character, right? <clears throat> only to do this, right? And. You know, it, they're also saying, just as a little teaser for next week, that Douglas is ready to go home. Oh, well. Okay. So, I mean, and granted, yeah, he missed Liam. You know, he misses, uh, you know, Beth. And, you know, that's fine. But it's like, why did you go this route? Um, it's kind of like going, okay, so go back to what you were saying about him being tired of being picked and poked at, right, by Brooke. Mm -hmm. That's the same storyline that they kind of did with Brooke and Sheila. Yeah. You know, I mean, when when uh, Brooke was <clears throat> over at Il Giardino telling Sheila, you'll never be in Steffi and, 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 and Finn's life. I, I won't I'm allow it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I won't allow it and all of that. And, and then that set her off. And then you tell Ridge, you know, maybe somebody need to call CPS on your son. Even if Thomas didn't do it. Why would you even say that about somebody cutting a knife, cutting an apple with a knife? Because you're a control freak and you're obsessed with trying to make everything your way no matter what. Yeah, I, it's just... I don't know. I, I mean, me, if you're in my house, I can say I don't allow X or I don't allow Y, but I don't get to come to your house and say, I'm in your house, but I'm not going to allow X and I'm not going to allow Y. You don't get to do that. Like, where did she get off? And then it always... Oh, God, it's just so many moving parts that happened this week that it was just crazy because I'm also pissed off at Ridge. Oh, I wanted both of those women to finally throw their hands up and say, you know what? You can't make up your mind. Your heart is split. Why should I give you my whole heart? Well, here's the thing. 
Taylor was being strong in the beginning. I don't deserve this. I can't tolerate this. I need to uh, to speak up and choose myself and blah, blah, blah. And then she runs all over the mountain and whatnot. And Ridge get up there and says, no, it's you and this and that. And and next thing you know, she's just noodle legs over him. Yeah, that went quick, didn't it? (laughs) I mean, he must be really good. That's all I can say. Listen, I've heard some comments, people saying, is he made of gold? Is he this, that, you know, I, I you know, I know this is a PG network, so we got to keep it cute oh, over here. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand the heart in a woman that is okay with being with a man that you know has strayed and has been split with his feelings almost his whole adult life. I mean, he did the, you know, uh-huh. that whole kiss in the cabin with Bill. He ran off to Vegas with Sean. He's a runner. And then he, he's a runner. He's a track star. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and then he came back home, came back mm-hmm. to Brooke. Yep. And then he left when Sheila and the drinking swap happened. Yeah. And then he came back home to Brooke. And then well, the I don't blame him thing. for leaving when, when she kissed Deacon. That was a that was sloppy, gross. How could you kiss Deacon? He was your daughter's husband. You had a daughter with him. He's back now and you're just letting him walk in our front door. Would have I would have just turned around and walked out. I ne- never would have gone back, whether the alcohol was her fault or not. You can still be inebriated and choose not to flirt with, prance around a room with, and or kiss your daughter's ex-husband who you had an affair with and had a child with. You can make a decision to not let that person in your home, to not let that person touch you. So I st- I don't think she should have been shown any mercy for that, especially trying to gaslight Douglas. That should have been the end right there. Yeah, that, that part right there, when they found out about the gaslighting part, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they should have been done. Over. I mean, and his- Douglas should have been taken from that home immediately because if that was the level of standard they were going to put on Thomas where, well, he's putting Douglas in these awful positions. Well, they just did the same thing. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know why they got the pass for everything. Why the Logans get a pass for everything. Well, I know that there's, listen, it's still split down the middle because, you know, we have Brooke fans and we have, forced to you know taylor and Steffi. Well, i mean i'm a huge brooke fan but i think i told you you know i love when brooke is winning but i also love to watch her crash and burn because <laughs> Catherine Catherine kelly lang is such a great actress i mean this is a woman who can literally make one tear come from either tear duct on command i mean she is such a great actress. This is the perfect role for her. She embodies this character. I love her, but I love to see her ups and I love to see her downs. Well, I will say that she did a great job when that when um, Ridge told her that he was done. That was something. Catherine Kelly Lane cried a river. It was good. I cried you know, even I from her facial reactions. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pain in her face. It was almost like 
she was actually going through a breakup. Yeah. She did an excellent Amazing. job. Amazing. You know, but then, okay, so let's let's move up to Aspen. So we already talked about Taylor and her, oh my God, I'm going to stand up for myself and blah, 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 and yada, yada, oh. yada. Well, and Steffi finally shut her mouth about it during that conversation. She was finally like, okay, mom, I hear you. I understand. I'm sorry. You know, and Steffi even told Thomas, mom said she's done. I'm not going to push her anymore. She said she's done. So Steffi finally got it. Yes, she did. And then Ridge shows up. (laughs) So where did Steffi learn this behavior? I ask. I don't know. All the adults around her taught her this behavior. She -hmm. learned it from her dad. She learned it from her mom. She learned it from Brooke. She learned it from her grandfather, who she saw do this kind of thing over and over and over again with women. I mean, what good example has Steffi or Thomas ever had? What good example did Rick or Bridget or Hope or RJ ever have? They have no good examples. These people are flakes (laughs) that I love. But hey, it makes a good soap, right? I love it. I love it. It's so funny. Um, th- okay, so we got to kind of um, rewind a little bit because before he went to Aspen, that whole conversation that he had at the house, and then fast forward back to the conversation when Brooke got there. Right. Why don't you ask the question? Brooke, did you call CPS? I think that made no sense to me. Talking about, you know what you said. Just say it. Just say it. It's like, tell say me what? Yeah. But I think he's not doing that because he already said that on the phone. Did you, I've got to ask you, did you call CPS? So he, in his oh, mind, he did. you're right. That was probably thinking, right? I already asked you, I gave you a chance to tell the truth. I gave you a chance in person to tell the truth. And you lied to my face based on what he knows so far. You lied to my face and now you're standing in front of me and you're lying to me by omission. But the thing is, she don't, she didn't do it. She has <laughs> no clue. She has no clue. He, she she has doesn't no do clue. it. Now, here's the thing, though. When that comes out, as the mm. truth always does, Thomas is going to be cooked. Uh, well, how could he not be? He's going to be done. Because, number one, of just like what happened with um, Sheila Carter, Ridge is going to be like, oh, I was wrong. It wasn't my, it was my son. Go right back to Brooke. Mm-hmm. And then the family, Steffi, and and of course, now you hurt your mom because she got her feelings invested. Yeah, because remember, Steffi has no idea that CPS was even called. No, they don't even know what this is about. No clue. Nobody knows. No, except for Thomas and Ridge. Right. You know, I mean, and then Hope is going to be pissed off. Like, how dare you? Warpath. Hope on a warpath is always, to me, because... um, Watching her try to act like a, you know, that, that strong, bad character, you know, like I'm going to do It's funny for me to watch that side of her because the actress playing Hope is just like such a kind person. Listen, Annika Noel is opposite of Hope Logan. She really (laughs) is. She really is. And it'll be interesting to see how Hope's character builds up and actually you know, has the, the stamina and the oomph to, 
to drive her angry point home because every time she's in any kind of a conversation with Steffi where it goes awry, I mean, Steffi just drives the car right over her and leaves. I mean, it's just. Well, listen, <laughs> they're going to have a big blow up this coming week. Ooh, um, we. But none of this, 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 she shouldn't be mad at Steffi. Steffi didn't set this up. She's going to, but see, that's the thing. Brooke and, and Hope is, are going to blame Steffi for pushing Ridge. They're not saying, see, that's the other thing. Ridge got to take the accountability. Well, this. yeah. I mean, your daughter, your daughter, kids are always going to want their parents together if their parents, you know, if they weren't abusive toward one another and that kind of thing. Kids are always going to want their parents to be together. And and the huge majority of children do see the step parent um, as, you know, that's not my real mom. You know, I've heard it my whole life from families that I know that were, you know, had a step parent. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was a unique situation and this situation is no different. And Steffi and Thomas didn't ever want their family to be broken up. It was all happenstance. That was none of their fault. And are they acting like children as adults? Yeah, they are. Um, but they're stunted in their brains because of the trauma they suffered as children. And so, you know, they have their reasons too. They're all, they all have their reasons. Um, but it will be interesting to see the fights break out over all of this because it's going to be ugly. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. It's going to be ugly when it's all paying out. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I guess my, my only thing with this situation is the fact that because they won't let Ridge take accountability, Brooke blames the foresters for pulling him over. And instead of saying, you know what, you chose and you made a decision to go and be with her. That's why I, I just, I don't know. It's always like he's feeble-minded or something. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's choosing to run. He's a runner. So, now, what do you think about Thomas and Hope? Because before that, and I think that kind of happened was it last week or maybe early this week? She was checking him out. So when she walked into the office and he had his shirt, was taking his shirt off because he spilled his drink mm-hmm. and her eyes, you know, darted up and then went down and then slowly came back up again. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, yeah, he looks good, girl. He looks good. There's no denying it. <laughs> well, listen, I honestly wanted. I actually would like to see those two together, but I don't know if that's going to, now they did say that that secret is not going to come out anytime soon. Oh, good. Good. With the CPS thing. So it's going to be a minute. Give us a little bit of a, of a, you know, kind of that wondering how did this all happen? Sort mm-hmm. Of way. Mm-hmm. Don't start barking. So, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah, I would like to see them two together. I really would. And because Liam is, I don't know. What is happening? I mean, like, I, I'm so, I, not that Liam's ever been, you know, a strong man character. You know, mm-hmm. he, he hasn't been that. But I, lately, he's been um, really just filler. Mhm. So what's whining, happening? And then he's been whining to Brooke. He's been whining to Brooke about everything. Letitia. 
if those two fall in each other's arms, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it looks like that's where it's going, but maybe not because we got Bill. And Bill him. showed up. Yep. Uh, yeah, and Bill he showed up an, like not even five minutes after he was trying to get Katie back. And Katie's like, what about Britt? What about it? No, 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 no. She's with Britt. Oh, she's not with Rich. It was like um, Fred Flintstone running to his car and running in place. And that car finally getting traction and peeling out to get over to Brooke's house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because Othello called him talking about i got some news you know and i think you're gonna want to hear this and i'm like oh lord really writers that's the way you got bill over to brooks house because othello called you saying that they broke up yeah i figured othello would be the one to break the news when he was lurking around the property <laughs> right but um a lurker do you you want bill and brooke to be back together you know, I mean, they were they they were pretty hot. Um, I wouldn't hate it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. That's her style, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's her style. So, you know, if if she, I mean, Ridge is her destiny, and Bill is her style. <laughs> But you know what? I would be okay with that. I honestly think that Brooke has more chemistry with Bill. There is definite chemistry there. There's no question. Um, they're both just beautiful and in such great shape and the right age for each other. Not that age has anything to do with anything, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, oftentimes in soaps, it's like the Eric character with the much younger woman. I like to see people matched. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, anyway... Well, that makes me sound like a really not a good person. You're uh, so <laughs> but I mean, I I would I would be open to that. Now, I'm open they to it. Are planning on moving Carter over to Katie? Now, do you see any chemistry there? They had a little bit last year. I got to see it again. I'll but it's just like in my head, but I didn't see any chemistry at all there. And I got to tell you. The chemistry that he has had with a couple of other people in the past far exceeds anything that I saw with he, with he and Katie. So I don't know. And I mean, I got to tell you, when Katie was with Wyatt, mm -hmm. it kind of brought a sparkle to her eye mm -hmm. that wasn't there with other people. So I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, she had always gone for these older men, you know, Nick and, and um, Bill and even Ridge with the string engagement ring. Um, all those were older men. But when she was with Wyatt, she kind of seemed to come more alive. Yeah, that was kind of weird to me because that's it her was son's weird. brother. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It, there still was an energy there. I don't see any energy between her and Carter. We'll, well see. I'll, um, I'll give it, I'll keep an open mind. So according to what I, because I did a video on the YouTube side about that because the information came out in one of the magazines that, and then um, St. Victor did an interview about him moving over to her direction his his character moving mm -hmm. over to uh katie um 
everybody was wondering how they were going to end Quinn. Because remember, him and Quinn, we saw them last in the office a month ago. Right. Well, Monday, yeah, you'll find <clears throat> out exactly what, what, what happens. And it's nothing tragic either. So they're leaving the door open for Quinn to still be a character if they are. Yeah, she's just, yeah. So I'll just, you know, because that's, that's it. I don't want to. I did a video about it. So if you guys on the YouTube side, if you want to see that, it is on the channel. I think I did it either yesterday or to, or the day before. But, um, yeah, so he gives the details of what happened. And it's nothing tragic. Because everybody thought that she was going to be, like, killed or uh, something, you know. Yeah. And it's nothing like that at all. And, okay, you know, it, it pretty much just eased her out of the soap okay okay well what did you think about donna and eric talking girl, to Thomas? girl <laughs> i'm so i was like eric really uh-huh yeah you know, I, I you know i, All I, know, like I got it. history with brooke i i, I really I'm just <clears> like you standing there with his sister and you go you know you are excited or trying to stick up for it, it was just not a good look to me. <laughs> to me, for Donna or Eric to talk to anybody about relationships is laughable. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. look at the train wrecks behind both of you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you you talking about Taylor interrupting their marriage when him and Stephanie was together, Donna was the interloper in that marriage. Bingo. Yeah. So, and, I mean, cut the crap, Donna. Well, yeah, and I would love for people to be in the midst of those conversations. I would really love for the writers to give the other character the lines of, um, well, you know, that would make perfect sense that you would think that because that's exactly what you did whenever you interloped on my grandparents' marriage whenever my grandmother was alive. You know, I that's where I want the zingers to come. I want them to, um, anytime the hypocrites start talking about subjects where they basically have either done the same thing or worse, I really want the characters to take them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come with a comeback. Yeah. What did you think about Steffi going outside and sitting in the chair next to Brooke? She had to rub it in her face, even then, just like Brooke said. Brooke was like, so you coming out here? Just, no, I'm just, no, you were rubbing it in her face. Yeah, I thought she was rubbing it in her face a little bit, but I also, I also thought when she said, there you go, making it only about you. It's so mm -hmm. true because that's all Brooke ever does is make it about herself. And, um, you know, Eric had said something about, you know, well, I, uh, of course your mother's wonderful. Well, you know, they act like Taylor's some kind of scrub, right? Taylor is beautiful, intelligent, fun, funny, you know, uh, mm -hmm. she's every bit as all that as Brooke. So I don't understand why, is Taylor considered second choice, especially when years ago she was not his second choice. And then the writers, you know, killed her, you know, she was supposed to be dead and all that. And she comes back. And so, you know, she wasn't actually his second choice in the beginning. She was his first choice after Caroline died. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know why people forget that. Brooke was always the one that kept coming at him and coming at him and coming at him with her little kitten purr um, and her little giggle and mm -hmm. her negligees. And so she has always used sex and her body and her wiles to get what she wants. Whereas Taylor, while she has the ability to be sexy and she doesn't use that part of herself, she wants a real a real relationship um, that's right. built on something that, that matters. And while they both have fairly well had their share of the same men across the board on the show, mm -hmm. they have mostly gotten those men in different ways. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people weren't happy about Taylor <laughs> sleeping with Ridge in yesterday's episode while he's still married. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's still a marriage on paper, but they're done and they're adults. And if they want to do that, they can do that. I mean, everybody has their own beliefs about that kind of stuff. I think, you know, once people end stuff and it's over and the piece of paper is just a matter of getting the legal document, you know, torn and shredded mm -hmm. that, you know, talking about two grown adults participating in that activity while he's still married, he's not still married. It's a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done. They're all done. And so they're two consenting adults. Label it what you want, but it was inevitable. Well, the other thing is, because look what happened to Quinn and Eric, because they were married. And next thing you, there was no divorce proceedings. They just went on and moved past the storyline. I just think it's just a soap opera move. Yeah, know? absolutely. Because as much as people are like, oh my God, you slept with her, you still married, blah, blah, blah. We didn't even see a divorce. No. I don't even remember the last time we seen any divorces on this show. Right. Well, next thing we know, a week later, oh yeah, we're in the world divorce. Okay. It takes longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because Quinn is gone. Yep. He's now with Donna and Donna is like the lady of the house now. So it's like, okay, and then what happened to Quinn? What you were married to Quinn. Exactly. It's just a weird dynamic, you know. Yeah. So um now what did you think about Quinn? Not Quinn. What did you think about um Ridge and Taylor and the whole sex scene yesterday? Um, so was he into her in the moment? Yes. What were they uh, sexy and hot? Yes. When it was over, did he have a look on his face that was pensive and both sad and heartbroken and wondering how the heck did he get here? Um, I don't know. The look on his face was definitely foreshadowing of something not good. Yeah, because he was looking like he was still thinking something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I, once again, another character is going to be hurt, meaning Taylor, to prop up a Logan. Yeah, she. I, I would have loved if Taylor would have said, okay, you love me? Prove it. I We don't, you know what, go. let's go back to L.A., Yep, I Take would agree. Oh, I'll save that for my flip the script. <laughs> I, I I know where you're headed with that, and I will say, 
if I was walking in those shoes and it wasn't in a script, honey, we're not ready for this part yet. Mm-mm. There's a lot we got to work through before we get this intimate. You just went through, you don't even know the whole facts yet about right. that CPS call. And then the next thing, Steffi heads back to LA, leaves them up in the cabin so they can get their groove on. I mean, to me, I don't know how you get your groove on without, um, th- there's got to be some kind of mental clarity for me. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if I were, if I were Taylor, I would not have jumped in that position so quickly. Um, because I have stuff that I would want to work through before that happened, but you know, she's been in love with the guy for years and never stopped. And here they are alone now recommitted, regardless of the fact that he's still married on paper. So, you know, I mean, if the heart and the body and the mind wants what it wants and you're both consenting adults go for it, but Well, listen, did you remember what she said? She was like, we waited a long time for this. So obviously that tension has been building for, yeah, a long time for a while now. So obviously I guess at this point she's like, forget it. Let's just go for it. Exactly. You know, but it just sucks because I just, he's not a hundred percent. He still loves her. her. He, He told her. I'll always love you, but I got to move on. I hate when those guys on the soap say that. You know that, okay, you still love this girl. Of course you do. <laughs> Making the wrong decisions. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I wanted him alone. Mm-hmm. He needs to take some time by Absolutely. himself. Absolutely. Yep. He needs some time to figure this out before jumping in the bed with Taylor. Right. So it sucked. It, Taylor deserves better. Yeah. I mean, Thomas started off a firestorm. If this ever comes out, this whole thing is going to blow. Oh, it's, totally, it's going to be bad. Oh, it's going to be real bad. Be so bad. Because it's not just going to be bad for Thomas with Brooke. It's going to be bad for Thomas with his dad, with his mom, with his sister, with his son, <laughs> with everybody at work, with his grandfather. You know, this is like. This is the kind of thing where you get kicked out of the family. Yep. You are absolutely correct. And how do you come back from that? Especially, and that's another thing that makes me so annoyed with the writers that they're just being lazy with this because he already came back from the brain aneurysm, from the Hope doll, from the Beth situation. And the other thing that gets me, someone brought this up on one of the posts and it said, you know, why does everybody think that Thomas is supposed to cater to Brooke and to Hope? Hope literally tossed him over a rail into a vat of what she thought was acid and right. left. And Brooke shoved him over a cliff and almost killed him. So to me, Thomas, I mean, he could just plain be in revenge mode. Yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't, um, when she shoved him over that cliff, even Hope was yelling, no, no, because he wasn't doing anything. He was apologizing. Mm-hmm. And Brooke ran at him and shoved him over the cliff. I mean, to me, how is that redeemable for her? Right. So many things, Leticia. So many things. So many things. All right. What else do we have? Is that everything? I can't think of anything else that's current. There just was a lot of stuff leading up to everything that just happened. And 
I don't know how you tie it all together in a nice little box with a bow on top. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, let's do our flip the script. All right. What you got for Young and the Restless, Bow and the Beautiful for this week? So for the Young and the Restless, I really wanted Elena to just blurt out what Nate had done. Mm -hmm. um, I really would have had her character go in and say, stop, everyone stop. Nate has been conspiring. This is why we've been having these problems. Don't do this. You're going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. I really wish that she would have done that. Okay. Now for the bold and the beautiful on the flip the script, I think um, the whole Thomas being the guilty party. Mm -hmm. uh, I, obviously that's my flip. He would not have been the guilty party. It would have been someone else who was disenchanted with, um, with Brooke, with the Logans. Um, I don't even know who it would be at this point because it's now it's out that it was Thomas, but I am just really, really annoyed that it was Thomas. Gotcha. What about you? My flip to script, I would have had um, Adam and Sally just get back together. Oh, yes. Yes. Tell Nick kick rocks. Yes. And then for bold, I would have had Taylor tell Ridge, you know what? Prove you love me. Yep. You know, Go back to L.A. Let's take some time. Let's date. Yes. And see where it goes. Exactly. Don't touch me yet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Who you have taking seats? Okay. So for the young and the restless, I mean, Nate, take a seat. Victoria, take a seat. Nick, take a seat. Yeah. I may have more. I don't know. Um, for the bold and the beautiful, um, for her own sanity, Taylor, take a seat and really think about what you're, what you're getting back into here. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you already know, and mm -hmm. you're going to, it's going to be bad. You're going to get hurt. So I, I hate to say it, but I, I wish Taylor would take a seat and do some hard, heavy thinking. I know normally our take a seats are for people who are, you know, stirring pots and causing trouble or being flip floppy. But in this case, I really want her to just go sit down and think about what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She's going to get hurt. It's not going to be good. What about you? Um, Young and the Restless, always Chloe. Oh, yes. I forgot Chloe. Yep. Um, Tucker. Oh, God, he needs a stretcher. <laughs> Nate. Yeah. And let me see if I had to pick one more, it would have probably have been maybe Diane. Yeah, I can see that. Because you lied to your son. To his face. To his face. Mm -hmm. On bold, um, Othello. Uh, mm -hmm. Why did you, what, what, why did you need to call Bill? Really? Seriously? Mm -hmm. Um, Othello need to take a seat and, um, mm, 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 I don't know, out of all the, but I, I gotta say Ridge because he mishandled yeah. that. You didn't ask the right questions. Then you jump in the bed with Taylor and just, oh God, Ridge need to take a seat. Too much. Go take some time. <clears throat> Stay by yourself. Think about what you're doing. 
and then make a move. Exactly. And Ridge, don't you dare sit in the seat next to Taylor. She's exactly. in, seat in her own room thinking. <laughs> You're so funny. But I think that's all. Let me see. Yeah. That's it. Maybe, maybe Eric. Oh, I think Eric and Donna both need to take seats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot corner. to give I forgot to give Billy a seat too. So uh yep. Yep. Wow, everybody's okay. taking a seat this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. This week. Yep, I'm done. Okay, cool. I ain't got nobody else to take a seat. That's my seat, my seat uh warmers this week. I think we might be out of seat allotments. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> All right, you guys, stay tuned for um, us for next week, the week of the 17th through the 21st. You got anything else, girl? I don't. Have a fabulous weekend. All right, you too, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless Bold and the Beautiful Long Haul Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.